nervous. All right, guys. Don't be nervous. It's Everybody says they're nervous, and then once they start talking, they're like, nah, never mind. I'm good. All right. Welcome this. back to Confidentialish, guys. And today we have Chanty on the podcast. How are you doing, Chanty? I'm doing great. I'm excited. Excited, nervous. I'm excited, yeah. First, is this your first podcast experience? This is my first podcast experience. Okay, well, yeah. welcome. Very exciting. Um, it's crazy for someone like me who talks a lot. <laughs> this is my first well you might end up loving it and starting your own podcast you never know it's that i mean it's that addicting honestly it's addicting talking to people and especially if you like talking it's addicting to talk so i do (laughs) so chanty and i worked together for a long time a couple years ago and have just remained friends as well. Chantix, do you have a... Oh, I just realized I called you by your nickname. Chanty, do you... <laughs> um, people are probably like, who the fuck is Chantix? Right. It's me. <laughs> Chanty, do you have a... Did you have a process for coming up with a secret? Or like, did it just come to you? Or is it a secret? Or is it a story you don't usually share? Or what is it? Um, so I actually called my best friend, who have been like my best friend since I was eight. And I was like, do I have any secrets? And she was like, not really. Like, you're very, you know, open. I was like, okay, well, that doesn't help me. (laughs) So then I, like, sat down and thought about it a little bit more. And I was like, oh, I know exactly what I want to talk about. Like, So it came to you naturally. It did come to me naturally. Like, once I sat down and was like, okay. (laughs) Good things come naturally, I have found. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, let's just dive right in. Let's rip the band-aid off. So it's something I don't really talk about. I don't know if it's a secret, but some of like my close friends kind of know. Um, when I was younger, like a lot younger, I had my first experience with a girl and like, she was a friend of mine and we were close and this was kind of like the MySpace days. And she's like a friend of mine. We're actually still friends to this day. We would just, like, make out and, you know, do, like, other things. Yeah, I think that's pretty normal, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. but like since I was a kid, which is really weird to me, but since I was a kid, I always kind of, like, understood sex. Like, mm-hmm. it wasn't pushed on me through, like, watching TV. I grew up with conservative parents. And um, I don't know. Like, I just always kind of, like, understood and knew sex and sexuality and everything. And, um I guess that is kind of, like, my secret is, mm. like, I've experienced with women. And, like, the older I got, the more I understood sexuality is not a choice. <laughs> Would you say that you're still kind of attracted to women? Would you label yourself? I mean, sometimes I think that we are so quick to label ourselves when really maybe not everything needs a label. I don't know. That's my thought. But I don't know. How do you feel about that? Um, I wouldn't. Yeah, I I wouldn't, like, put a label on it. Um, I think women were the ultimate beings. I think we're amazing. I think, you know, God really took some time on us <laughs> when he made us. And there's, like, some women, and there's actually one, like, a girl I met out here who's, like, my homegirl, that I'm like, wow, you know, maybe maybe one drunk night. I don't know. Not even one drunk night. It wouldn't even take me that <laughs> I would be with, but... For the most part, like, no, I wouldn't. I'd, like, identify as, like, sexually fluid when it comes to sexuality. I actually think it's, like, really interesting because I am masculine. I'm very masculine, so I do get sometimes people thinking that I go both ways. Um, Even, like, my friend, she's dating this girl, 
and she had even like asked me one night like we all have been drinking and she was like do you yeah. <laughs> in the lady pond and i was like no i don't but i also like i love women well i agree with you that we are special beings for sure <laughs> and i can subscribe to that sync song that you referenced <laughs> for sure but i think that's really i think as far as what you what you, you actually brought up is like when you were younger and you had that experience i do think that that is more normal than we realize I think a lot of us have had that I think boys have it I think Mm -hmm. you're just I think figuring it out you know I know I did it the one that I can think of personally that's probably similar to you is in ninth grade Mm -hmm. with a with a friend and we were like yeah let's just practice like kissing you know each other and it's like a lot of just kind of discovering who you are yeah and I don't know testing just testing things out I think that then we get older and there are like I don't know, there's like weird, there's like a weird shame about that or like a weird taboo when really it's like, what's weird about that? Yeah, no, I agree. I, um, there's this show called Pause with Sam J on HBO. Everyone should watch it. Really good. And she like interviews this football player. He played for the NFL, quit football and like went and became a monk. And he said he was in London and this guy like has to like suck his dick. And he was like, you know what? Yeah. Like I want to (laughs) see. So he was like in the process of it, but it wasn't getting it up. And so he was just like, you know, it's okay. Like I just wanted to try it. I wanted to have an open experience. And I was just like, wow, this like very masculine man is like, you know, I want to explore, see, you know, am I, am I not? I know for me personally, like the shame or the taboo is, I was raised in the black church and my parents were super conservative, which is really funny. Cause like one of my dad's good friends is like this butch white woman who like her and her partner used to come over for dinner all the time. So I always thought that was funny, but mine like just comes from like coming from the church and like, I mean, I was in church every Sunday and Wednesday and new year's Eve and vacation Bible school. So, and they definitely push homosexuality as being like a no, like a big no. And um, I remember... fuck that. Yeah. No, right. (laughs) Yeah. Now I'm like, fuck all that. I don't know what y'all are talking about. Um, But I just, like, remember, like, one time in the ninth grade, my mom was like, how come you don't bring any boys around? Like, how come da-da-da? And she was like, well, are you gay? Like, and she made it such a, like, a negative thing. I was just like, girl, I don't bring any boys around because, like, I don't... Like, I'm definitely afraid of commitment. Mm. (laughs) And I knew that at a young age, like, I was just terrified of commitment. I was terrified of getting my feelings hurt, all that other nonsense. And I just, like, remember that conversation with my mom. And it's weird because, like, that really scarred me. Because I'd be like, wow, am I gay? <laughs> like, and if I am, what is my mom going to think about exactly. it? Exactly. And yeah. I'm the only girl. And my parents really wanted a girl. And they finally got me. And I'm the youngest. And, you know, just, like, those social weird kind of, like, S norms that is pushed on you. And um, and when she asked me, like, well, are you gay? Like, she made it so, like, hateful that, like, I was like, damn, I can't even, like, tell you. You know what I'm saying? And since that day, like, I don't think I have, like, a homie-to-homie conversation. I don't think I've ever had that with my mom ever since that. Wow. And I don't even think she knows that, like, that's how, like. That's how much it affected you. Exactly. And how, like, negative it was. So, I don't know, like, the whole sexuality thing and the LGBTQ plus community, like, I think 
like non-binary and all that stuff like I think all that is so beautiful I don't know I guess that's like the secret I wanted to share was like just like just that you've had that experience that I had that experience it was like I shouldn't even be ashamed of it like no No, you really shouldn't like and I understand sexuality into like a beautiful nature like I don't look at like sex as transactional. I look at it as like the exchanging of energies. And that came from that young age of just like understanding sex and sexuality that to this day that like when people like I don't get offended when people are like, do you go both ways? Like even this guy I'm kind of dating now, he had like brought up something and he was like, are do you like he was like, are you? And I was like, it's because I'm masculine. I get it. But also I date feminine men. It's like. It just, like, spitballs into, like, larger and deeper conversations. And I love to hear people's perspective. I don't know. Like, it's just, it's still because I'm from the South and I'm Black. Like, it's just, like, an interesting thing. Well, I imagine it's, yeah, growing up in the South I ima- and in the church, I imagine that there's probably a lot of even like unconscious beliefs that you have that maybe you've been programmed that you have to constantly f- reprogram yourself almost every day with it most definitely most definitely i think every day um (laughs) have like this joke with like me and like the people i work with they're like i'm always sleepy (laughs) and i'm like well one i have low iron and two like every single day i'm like battling my thoughts but not in like 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 a depression aspect i'm battling like how could I be a better me? How could I be a better neighbor? How could I be a better sister? How could I be a better friend, etc.? And one of those is like just constantly being open to learning is like my life lesson lately. It's just like just having that open mind and letting that judgmental thing go. People are talking to me or when I see things I'm not like used to seeing, it's like, okay, how can I be how can I just be and I'm sorry I have to bring it back to church how can I be uh, a better vessel from God because God loves everything and love is unconditional so how can I serve that purpose of giving unconditional love and providing unconditional love comes with being open I agree and I mean I I also I grew up in the church as well we left when I was my teen like early teens probably Mm pre-teens um but I remember questioning in like fifth grade, because if God created all of us in his image, Mm -hmm. then how can we be prejudiced? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, how does that work? What's Mm -hmm. the logic? Mm -hmm. And I was told to shut up, you know, just shut up. You don't get it. Or you're not being a good Christian. Yeah. And it's, that was for me, that was when personally my wheels started turning of like, "Mm." (laughs) I don't think I'm going to head out (laughs) y'all. I think I'm going to go. Yeah, you I think know. I'm just going to, you know. I think I'm going to go ahead. And, I mean, when you were growing up in the South, did you always want to get out? Did you always want to come to L.A.? Did you always want to maybe New York or L.A. or some, like a bigger city with like maybe more progressive thinking? Or what did yeah, you? Yeah, I think, you know, to be quite frank, I think New York was always my first. Even to this day, I'm like, okay, how can I make my way to New York? At least like live there for like a couple months. But yeah, since I was a child, um, I will say my parents did have us well-traveled. We, like, we'd go skiing, we'd go here, um, like went to Jamaica, like, you know what I'm saying? Like they had us well-traveled. But yeah, since I was a child, I, I always knew, and this is why I feel like I've been here before. I always knew, like, I just didn't like, I just didn't like the South. I love the rich history that the South comes with as far as um, like black culture, like the gold teeth, the candy paints, like 
the hair, the braids. I've always loved that. The food. <laughs> the food. <laughs> the food. And but I always just like knew I was like, this just isn't like I I am very liberal. I am like a free thinker. And since I was a child, I was always like that. Like I mean, my mom would let me sometimes like get off my free thinking and my dad would just be like, All right, girl, shut up. <laughs> But now that, like, I'm older, I think my dad really is, like, intriguing. Like, he'll call me and ask me, like, my perspective of certain things. And, of course, living in L.A., I've, you know, been through some things. So I've lived a- another life out here. I think, I think it's interesting, too, because as we get older, our parents start to finally realize that we're our own people. Yeah. We, we're, we are working, just like you said, we're working on ourselves hopefully every day, you know, we're being conscious, we're being introspective, we're thinking about how we can be better. And we're, I find myself as well, you know, diverting from some belief systems that Mm -hmm. I was raised with. And I find my, my dad personally also calling me and saying, I don't really understand this. Can you explain it to me? Yeah. Or I wasn't, he'll be like, I wasn't raised with this belief, but I'm trying to just understand what this means, you know? And I think on us as as children, to, in their minds, children. Yeah. But as now adults, it's it's almost like our responsibility to try. Yeah. I mean, then of course, if they don't want to hear it, then it's like, okay, well, agree to disagree. You yeah. know. But I think it's cool that you know your dad calls you and wants to know kind of what's what you think about it because it shows that there's a respect there. I think also like my dad is like you said, he's like, oh, she's an adult. <laughs> like wow like because like I said I'm the youngest and I'm pushing 30 <laughs> as the youngest so I think my dad is like oh you know wow and um you know I want to have kids like I want to get married sadly to a man <laughs> <laughs> like like I said like I'm like I, I'm kind of a little bit dating this guy and um I like him a lot we share a lot of similarities we literally like have the same tattoo and we didn't even know to one day and like I was with him the other night and I was like staring at him and I was like wow like I just was thinking this I was like wow I really like you and then another thought like came up like dog he doesn't do anything special <laughs> it's like <laughs> okay well I hope he doesn't listen to this podcast You're right oh I mean if he does like what you gonna do pull up on me <laughs> like you know where I live I don't care <laughs> And I was thinking, like, he doesn't even, like, like I don't get the flowers on the ground. I mean, like, he walks me to my car at night, of course, that type of stuff. But I was, like, thinking, I was like, wow, I like you, and you don't do shit. <laughs> like, every once in a while, he'll, like, tell me I'm pretty or, you know, like, little shit like that. But it's not, like, the grand gestures as in, like, like I said, my friend, it's her first experience dating a girl, and this girl pulls out all the stops for her. I'm talking shakuchi boards. Shakuchi. Everywhere. Flowers. Flowers. Just like dates. getting her favorite candy and all the romantic comedies. Just and- all the romantic comedies. And like me and my gay friends have like a joke that like the only people who know love are lesbians. <laughs> And I'm like, yeah, those are the only people who know love. So I think, you know, women too, especially in this day and age, we were, I don't know, I think women make the mistake of buying into like that men only need to do the bare minimum. 
Exactly. All men need to do is show up. Exactly. And give you a little attention. Exactly. Or text you back regularly. And like, that's a winner. Yeah. And it's like, no. Maybe not. No. The bar is below the ground. <laughs> yeah. It's like, we need to, the bar needs to be raised and we need to, the standard should be much higher than I think it is. You I know? agree. I agree. And chatting with gals too, it's like, it just starts with knowing your worth, I think. Mm-hmm. And just saying, this is where I need to be met. And if you can't meet me here, then that's great. You yeah. Know, adios. No problem because you'll be fine with somebody else, but it's okay to want more, more. And, and say it, I think. Yeah. No, I agree. I think, you know, you know me. You know, I'm not, like, afraid to say yep. whatever I feel like. Yes. Um, and, you know, I, especially nowadays with men, I find myself being, like, one wrong turn, I'm done with you. <laughs> and, you know, my brothers will joke. They're like, oh, you're never going to find a man that way, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, listen, I don't want the bare minimum. Like, What's the saying? If you adore me, Dior me. (laughs) I've never heard that before. And I'm going to say that every day. Exactly. I'm going to say that every day. Sorry, James. But I know. I mean, there's this really cute Dior tote bag I want. uh, But but I know I agree. Yeah. And it's just like finding self-love, which over time I'm finding that, you know, I do like, I of course need to work on my self-love, but which is like a whole deeper, darker conversation. (laughs) But, yeah, just, like, finding your self-worth and understanding that, like, like you said, like, just because he texted you back, girl, that's the bare minimum. But this is also coming from someone who doesn't text back. Okay. (laughs) Okay, see, the respect needs to be mutual. No, I agree. I'm just, like, terrible at texting. Yeah, well. Yeah, and I like I'm I'm an auntie. Like you have to pick up the phone and call me, or like you're just not going to get a response. Because I, I enjoy the lost art of a phone call personally. Yeah. I really enjoy it. Some yeah. people get really weirded out by that, but I I love a good phone call. Ooh, me too. I yeah. love a good. And I mean, I don't see this much in LA, but I love like, hey, I'm in your neighborhood. I'm about to pull up. Yeah, I love that a lot. Like I do that with like one or two of my homegirls. I'm like, oh, hey, I'm in Largemont. Like, are you at home? Like, I'm gonna pull up on you and like chit kiki and chit chat and stuff. Um, I love that, but I don't really see that as much as in LA. Honestly, I think it's. I think also it's this age of we're always on social media. We're always like texting the same five people. We're we're almost like I don't know. It's almost like that lost spontaneity honestly because yeah. we're always so aware of what we're doing exactly we're always so like oh chanty's at a coffee shop i see it on instagram yeah. or kayleen's in wherever yeah. you know yeah. because it's like, right in front of our face where it's like thinking back to like even the 90s or even early 2000s yeah. that whole of like the whole like oh i'm in the neighborhood what are you doing or like yeah. i'm going the quick little like hey i'm going to the mall do you want to come mm-hmm. that stuff doesn't really happen anymore no yeah, yeah. i um Man, wow, sorry. <laughs> I'm literally just going through that same experience of like, like I have to go down to San Diego to get my passport. Dish. And I hit like my friend up and I was like, yo, you want to come to San Diego with me? Like it's only, you know, I'm only going to be there for like four or five hours. But also like I don't hang out with you as often as I use, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just like you said, that spontaneity. And like, I think that's how you build genuine friendships because yeah, I could be at a coffee shop but little did you know, I'm spiraling out of control. Like, you know right. what I'm saying? Until you have, like, a full conversation with people or someone. Um, even if it's, like, acquaintance. It's like, you just never know anyone's going through. No, and I think we should bring back that kind of, like, hey, what are you up to? 
do you want to come with me? You yeah. know, I'm, I'm running an errand. Do you want to come too? And even if they say no, it feels good to know that somebody asked also. I you know, agree. it's like, oh, that's so nice that she invited me to do that even though I can't make it. Yeah. This is going to be, I just decided, if you're fine with it, this is going to be part one. I want to do two with you so that okay. I have more fucking time. Okay. So if you guys don't know, I'm in downtown LA right now and <laughs> I work far away and I had the shittiest morning of all time. I can't even tell you, but I love talking to Chanty and I want to keep talking to you, but I have to go. I'm much like Carmen San Diego. I'm on the move okay. always, <laughs> but let's do part one here and then we'll do part two. Cause I, I have so much I want to talk to you about. Okay. Like yeah. so I have like an hour of stuff I could talk to you about. Honestly. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. Thanks. So you're off to out of the country. You're yes. going, you're I'm going to the DR. She's I'm getting a BBL. If you guys don't know what that <laughs> is, it's a Brazilian butt. I'm going to look like all the rappers, girlfriends. And I just cannot wait. That's going to be amazing. Are you being for real? No. Oh, okay. I was going to say, I was like, Oh my God. I mean, I, I have lots of feelings and questions, <laughs> um, but either way, have the bestest time. And Thank then when you, you get back, let's do part two. Okay. Yay. I'm excited. Because I have so many questions and I think this is just a little teaser and everybody is going to want to hear what else we have to say. Yeah. I'm excited. All right, guys. Well, as usual, be good to each other, be kind to each other, but most of all, be good to yourself. We'll see you next week. Yay. Yay.